Everybody and welcome to another week's episode of the No, this isn't the last Bill. pickle. There's still a whole jar in the back of the fridge. Podcast, the Miseducation of Bill podcast. I just expect it now. It's going to happen every time. These guys. Hey guys, it's are Bill. Terrible. And Rick's here. Don't forget about me. <sighs> well, now that we got that out of the way. Oh, um, this pickle is delicious, gentlemen. Welcome to another week. Uh, what are we drinking this fine, fine, fine Friday evening? I am drinking the uh, Rubens Grunge Crush IPA from Rubens Brewery in Seattle. That looks exactly <laughs> like what that is. It sounds delicious. And what are you having, Ryan? Uh, I have a uh, a real limited release. From a craft brewer in um, the Russian River area. It's called Pliny the Younger. Um, don't know if you've heard of it, but it's very delicious. Wow, that's amazing that you got a hold of one of those. Yeah, no, I, um, I had it, I've had it for a while. I, it's a special gift. And so, Bill. Bill, what, what kind of what kind of nuts and berries were you out foraging today to put into your drink? Well, actually, um, I'm nursing a water here tonight because... I uh, I took a big giant mouthful of pickle juice when I eat the last pickle in a jar. I like to just drink the juice, and so then my salt content is way too high. So I'm just trying to uh, dilute it a little bit with some water tonight. That's real hey, crazy. Have you been? Um, have are you noted up on the pickleback shots? What now? What's that? Have you done? I don't a know pic- what that is. You had a pickle. Yeah, weird. Uh, shot of whiskey, then chase it with some pickle juice. Well, I like or- pickle juice. Yeah. Um, you didn't have pickle shots with us when we were in uh, Denver, Colorado? Was I think it was uh, vodka and pickle juice? I don't think so. I, I missed part of Denver. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, you might have had some, actually. You just don't remember. <laughs> I went to bed early every night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was this we be- tucked you in. <laughs> before or after you woke up alone at a baseball game? <laughs> I mean, there were like 10,000 other people there, but no one I knew. <laughs> um, sorry to rush this along, but I need to talk about this movie. Yeah, finally, so I, we get to I, talk about something good. So this week is a little bit different. We are watching a movie that we all decided we needed to watch to try and understand what the fuck is going on with the clomometer and why it it does not sync up with the rest of the world so um bill had recommended something that's going to score higher than anything else on that we've asked him to watch on the clomometer and Mm -hmm. get our opinions of of what it's uh what it's all about so bill what was that movie that you assigned to us we watched a little-known gem called Forget Paris, which is one of the funniest Billy Crystal movies I've ever seen. How many Billy Crystal movies have you seen? Five or six. Okay. And this is the funniest or one of the funniest? Well, Princess Bride is pretty good, but he's kind of a minor character in that. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I Monsters, Inc. is hilarious. 
but uh, this is funnier than something like City Slickers. What? So City Slickers, really? City Slickers is less funny than this movie. Well, yeah, maybe I just don't like westerns, as we found out. Mm. You know, let's give it a chance here, Ryan. Um, how about Throw Mama from the Train? Never seen it. Okay. Um, when Harry Met Sally, the most famous Billy Crystal movie? Never seen it. Mm, okay. Father's Day. Never seen it. French Kiss. Never seen it. Okay, so when you said five or six, which five or six were you talking about? <laughs> Monsters Inc. <laughs> uh-huh. And Monsters <laughs> University, right? Monster, yep, Monsters University for sure. City Slickers. And City Slickers too. Yep. <laughs> and Forget Paris. Those are the five. No, Princess Bride. Oh, oh Princess Bride. Okay. There's six. Um, let's see. I think I've seen him in something else, but it oh. escapes me. And I lied. I don't think he's in that um, French Kiss movie. I just thought about that as Paris, so I get confused sometimes. <laughs> sure. Yeah. That was a curveball. Have you seen Analyze This? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Analyze That. They're is okay. It, is it, it's funnier than those? For sure. Okay. Robert De Niro trying to cry is just pathetic. Oh, okay. Interesting. Oh, yeah. I see you making some notes over there, Rick. No, I'm just I'm just making sure I want to have clear pictures okay. of what we are going because I'm really trying to dial in the kilometer and I just want to speak about the movie a little bit with you. It's totally fine. Let's let's get into it. I got to say, I don't like your tone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what you feel about my tone here. Uh, it, it feels like you're going to dump on a, a, a just joyful, fun movie. <laughs> well, here's what I want to how's her. I want to preface this is I love a good forget Paris. <laughs> I love a good rom-com. Uh-huh. I love a, I like a romance movie just like straight up romance. You know, it's okay. A good love story. It's always great for me. Um, I wish this movie had either one of those elements to it, but it did not. <laughs> so let's, oh, you're so- let's just dig into this shit show of a garbage pile. I, <laughs> tried to enjoy this movie i gave it a a whole 110 percent. there's no way you tried to enjoy this movie and couldn't i did it was i can't believe that you are putting this movie where you did um i don't want to i'm not going to give away where i would put it on the clubometer yet so i will just get into it a little bit here um where should we start let you start at any point here, and I will talk to you about it as well. Well, maybe we should get Rick off the mic for a little bit. He's a little heated, and he's clearly not thinking well. So, Ryan, why don't you talk to us a little bit? Okay. Walk us through yeah, yeah, Forget yeah. Paris and your viewing experience. You watched it today, yeah, right? Just now. Um, okay. A mere two hours ago, I watched Are you doing okay? Um, well, I've been drinking. Do you want me to get? Do you want me to look up the suicide helpline number? <laughs> stop it it (laughs) so this movie um did not age well for one Uh, i think billy crystal made this movie directed this movie wrote this movie and it was i didn't feel i i couldn't feel that ryan it didn't seem like that at all (laughs) (sighs) keep going sorry so do you hate billy crystal rick I don't hate Billy Crystal, but I don't have a hard on for him like you may. I, so, I I like Billy Crystal enough that um, I understand why people might like him. But throughout this movie, his wits and witticisms were not funny at all. And he just tried to horn in 
and squeezing a joke every three seconds. And none of them landed ever, ever. And they didn't make any sense half the time. There were parts of this movie <laughs> that were, they tried to squeeze in this whole thing about him being a big fan of veal Parmesan, not funny. And they did it four <laughs> times. And the first time they did it, the first <laughs> time they great. did it, no, it's not. The first time they did it, the joke is like, oh, you don't do anything new. So then they are playing pool and the waitress comes and goes, whose sandwich is this? And they're like, mine, mine. And then they all both go, his. Like, that's a big deal. No one even knew what they were talking about at the point of that movie. They just, oh, they, oh, they order the same food all the time. Who cares about this? It's almost as ridiculous as his job, but we'll get to that later. Go ahead, Ryan. As a I'll, basketball yes. referee? Hey, look, it's Ryan's turn to talk, Bill. <laughs> it's my turn to talk. Uh, so, yeah, I felt like this movie was definitely Billy Crystal presents Billy Crystal, the funny guy movie star. Um, which, okay, fine. I, I, I moved past that. And then... One of the things I couldn't move past is the way this movie was shot. How every time somebody talks, there's an ISO on that person. There's no, like, wide shot of people talking to each other. There's just, like, Billy Chris is talking, close up. Deborah Winger's talking, close up. Billy Chris is talking, close up. It was super distracting. I could not get over that. When they were talking to each other, mere feet from each other, and they couldn't just show a image of them talking to each other it had like cut 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 super annoying um that being said i thought there are parts in this movie that were humorous i didn't have a belly laugh but i thought (laughs) the waiter in the restaurant was humorous like he had good he had good quips like yeah every time he recommends a drink and he says it's like him yeah that was mildly hilarious do you know how you know that was kind of funny because they did it five different times. Yeah. <laughs> this same thing with the dad that was funny once. Now let's yes. keep that joke going as long as we possibly can so that people, so that we can fill time with funny things because nothing else in this movie is going to hold up. Um, I'll tell you this. I'm going to give you one right oh. now. I laughed. I not laughed. I wouldn't call it a laugh. No, you said laughed. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Uh, I did one of these <laughs> during the movie. Um, in one scene when he was upset on the basketball court and he gave Isaiah Thomas a foul for lying. <laughs> that was kind of funny, but like, yeah. it's not worth it. That was what not worth it. Me- what about when he tells Spud Webb, you're the only one I can talk to? <laughs> yeah, that's not funny. Just because yeah, he's short. Kind of yes. Yeah, it's not funny. Um, that's the, okay, uh, so let's get into that's that. That's Billy let's- Crystal humor. That's, that's, that is Billy Crystal's humor. Yeah, but Billy Crystal can like the thing is is sometimes when Billy Crystal plays a part when he's acting as the sidekick or even like sometimes the lead but not trying so hard he's much better. Yeah, this was just him going, "Look what I can do! Look what I can do!" And he can't do it. Um, so let's let's go to his job. This. this basketball referee thing in this movie that has nothing to do with the story, nothing to do with the plot. It brings it nowhere except that he has to travel and that makes his wife mad. Um, They just used it as a stunt to get people in this movie. Hey, come see this movie because Charles Barkley's in it for three seconds. And also nobody cares about any of those basketball players. You might as well have watched rookie of the year and watched the baseball players run around. It's no big deal. I don't know why 
anything in those basketball scenes was funny. They even tried to talk about how great of a referee he was. Every time I watched him, he was doing something shitty or leaving the game because he had to go talk to his wife. That's not a good referee to me. I think that would have been a way bigger deal than it was. (laughs) Well, at the beginning, they talk about how he makes that call by one tenth of a second and he got it right. Yeah, which I'm not sure if he got it right. (laughs) (laughs) If if the script says he got it right, he got it right. It's not a real game. Uh, He wrote it. So, (laughs) yeah. Um, yeah, that's because Charles Barkley is a bad actor too. And he probably screwed that up. (laughs) (laughs) I like, I like David Robinson in there. Like, I'll see you in San Antonio. That big guy that's like, I hope you die to him as he walks out of the stadium. I like all that stuff. It's so, so funny. It is so classic. Um, okay. Keep going, Ryan. Sorry. Uh, I know (laughs) you have a lot of opinions. here. (sighs) So I thought that. You know, there were there was some endearing parts to it of a love story, but the no, comedy parts yes, there fell was. real flat. So to call it a rom-com, I think, is disingenuous. There have been many, many, many more comedic romantic movies than this movie. I wouldn't call it a rom, a com, or a rom-com. But it is. It it obviously is. You're just being bitter about it. Sure, I am being bitter about it, but it is not funny or romantic. The whole thing... Okay, so here's some things that are bother, troubling me a bit. Is I listen to Bill talk about these movies. And um, some, you know, I've known Bill for a little while, so I can't remember some of the conversations, if they were on the podcast or off the podcast. <laughs> but I know that one of the things Bill hates is in movies and TV shows when people don't talk to each other about problems that can be solved in one second. So how about, (laughs) how about not rushing into getting married to someone in Paris before you know what they do for a living or what your life is going to be like, or that you have an elderly father that needs help that you don't want in your own home. Like how cold and heartless was Billy Crystal? Or that you have have brothers with cauliflower ear. But he yeah. did it for a long time. He 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 did take care of the dad for a while. He drove him around. He took him to his appointments. Oh, he what stayed a, home what with a him. Good guy. And yeah. all he did was sit around and watch basketball in his in his office and eat veal parmesan because that was such a big deal. And not talk but, to his wife because they okay. hated each other because they don't but talk at about the, anything. But at the end, he doesn't order veal parmesan. He looks at her, he orders something different, and he shows that he's able to change. It's the classic Shakespeare comedy where where change is realized at the end. He's growing. He's developing. What he what did he order? Veal something else? Piccata. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Veal piccata. Cool. Yeah. Mm. Mm. There's something that's, new. That's such a funny joke. But he ordered like something veal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who writes that, that gold? Oh, Billy Crystal does. Yeah. Got it. Um, let's go back to Paris for a minute. Forget Paris. There's a <laughs> yeah. I, I wish I could forget. Forget Paris. <laughs> There's a scene when Billy Crystal. This is this is my the crux of this movie that it really speaks to the comedy and the relationship and just kind of the whole scheme of this thing. They're down. It's a picturesque area in Paris. They're down by the river walking and talking. And he starts doing some stupid impression of someone singing a song for one second. And then she's like, will you please sing to me? He's like, no, I can't sing to you. Cause then the police would come and put me in singing jail. What the fuck is singing jail? 
what yeah. is singing jail? It's that's <laughs> it's not bad. a thing. That's not a funny joke. It it's terrible. I wish they would have thrown him in the river after that joke. <laughs> there's all these it you know, there's so much wasted talent in this movie too. Joe Montagna being just the narrator of the movie. It's boring. Um so I, I have go, I I, I, go I have some things about that. Rick, you're 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 fired up about this this movie, and I, I keep getting interrupted, <laughs> which I'm used to. It's kind of my role on this podcast, but uh, I'm gonna have to stop you there and talk about how I thought the way this movie was presented was lame. Why do we need to go through this whole conceit of people telling a story to see this movie? Right to see right. the story of Billy Crystal and De- uh, Deborah Winger, like falling in love and falling out of love and struggling. Why do we need to have them telling this story around a table? I'll tell you it's why. A, it's a story device. It's just a way to tell stories. No. It was distracting to me. Yeah, I'll tell you why. Because so most rom coms, they that would have just been played out, right? They would have acted out. Uh, they would have got together. They broken up get back together, right? Just like every rom-com ever. Yeah. So Billy Crystal in his infinite wisdom said, I'll do this better and then shit the bed on it. But he's smart. It's not, like, it's not like he invented the idea of telling a story through a series of like cutscenes and flashbacks. No, right. but he executed it poorly in my opinion. I disagree. And, 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 I disagree! And so, and that woman, strongly! Why was that woman, why is that woman crying for the whole, like, <laughs> what was so sad about this movie? Or and the she's, story? She's invested in the story. And I mean, I, I almost cried a few times watching it myself <laughs> for many different reasons. And why does Joe Montaigne always make women cry? <laughs> yeah, what right. do they even mean by that? Yeah. <laughs> is he really a piece of shit in real life? His character? <laughs> Uh, I like him. I I think it's a great cast. Okay. Now, oh yeah. So, well, let's talk about cast for a minute. Okay, let's do it. Can you explain to me why in this movie there's Marge Simpson and Homer Simpson at different times in the movie? <laughs> why are they both in it? Just I don't know. Okay. Well, I don't know. Who, I don't know who Homer Simpson is. I mean, I <laughs> I'm pretty sure you do. I'm gonna ISO that for fucking. Uh, I mean, I have no idea who does his voice. I wouldn't I need, recognize the actor if I saw him. Bill, I need to tell you that you need to be careful because people are going to think that you're lying about how stupid you are if you say something like that. I'm clarifying it. I don't mean I have no idea who Homer Simpson is. I just mean I wouldn't recognize the guy who does his voice. So, okay, here's another thing we got to talk about. So I talked about how Bill doesn't like when people, you know, have their, they don't talk about things, which did not happen in this movie. So I don't, he's going to defend that. Yeah, let's defend that, Bill. What's, why, why is that okay for them to do in this movie? Why? What is? Sorry, I wasn't listening. I was. Uh, let's Eating to quote pickles. you to quote to quote Rick in a previous episode. When Rick talks about this movie, I get rageful and block it out and try to forget the episode. <laughs> um. Why? Why? Why is it okay for them to not talk about their problems and just and rush into all these stupid decisions? But okay, you're fine there, there, there's a difference between like. I lied about knowing your sister or we rushed into getting married. You know what I mean? Like there, there isn't some like clear and obvious mistake made here that they don't admit to, or they don't try and work through. It takes what, what, forever. It takes forever for them to him to admit that he wants to keep his job. 
that she doesn't want him to keep because they're, they're, both, try, they're, they're trying both, to make a marriage work. The, they're the, both the most selfish people I've ever seen in a movie. Yes. Yes. Which and is, that's, they're that's horrible the point people. of the movie. Yeah. That's that they're the point horrible of the movie. People. They're horrible, unfunny people. That's the they're, point of the movie. No, the point of the movie is that two very different, very, very selfish, shitty, like, like people are, uh-huh. uh, two realistic, selfish people mm, not realistic very, yes who are very different fall in love in a situation and a circumstance and they are trying to make a relationship work and it does they have to pick one place or another to be they have to pick one job or another to follow why and it, why it's, okay it's, so it's this who's going to who's going to give up their life for the other person. I'll tell you that, who. That it's a tug of war back in, I know, you're going to say you? No, I'll tell you who. <laughs> the customer service agent at an airline is going to give it up for the basket, NBA basketball referee who has which a she way did. better which, job. Which she did. Oh, until she got it back and then left him to Until go to she got France. offered, yes, a better job that would make her happy rather than sitting around his bachelor pad apartment. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't a bachelor pad anymore because she wanted to do a bunch of stuff to his place because they didn't know that they didn't like each other. It was stupid. Okay, let's move do, on do from you, this. Have you I'm ever met people? <laughs> have you ever met people? Because well, that's I, that's what people do. That's I mean, look at how many people get married and then realize that they don't want to change for the other person and then get divorced. That is the world we live in. Sure, but these people figured it out, which is stupid because they wouldn't have. That's what makes it a movie. It's not what makes it good. Okay. Okay. So okay. let's, but let's, let's tell me one of the other movies we've watched that has a more realistic or not fictional, you know, realization of what the people do. Like in Mean Girls, do people actually change and stop like being mean to each other and have that click? Does the popular girl get hit by a bus and then everyone's happy and they stop joining their clicks? Right, like sure, in, popular person's been hit by a bus before. In in dazed and confused, nothing happens, so we don't really know, right? A like party what? happens. Sure, great. So you're saying that this movie would have been better if it had just been about the dinner party and people had just yes. showed up and yes. talked to each other yes. and nothing had happened and nothing yes. had happened. If they sat around the dinner table, the four of them or six of them, eight of them, however many it was, sat around that table and. Like in the movie, The Conversation. I don't know what that is. I know you don't. They sat around and they just talked and told fun stories. No, that would not be a good movie. That would be a fun evening out. And that's what this movie <laughs> is. They're just documenting a, a nice dinner someone had one time. And it's not fun. No one wants to watch that. I don't know. I don't need to see that. Oh, you're so wrong. You're so wrong. Okay. So uh, let's, okay. I, and here's the thing. My, my wife and my daughters are going to listen to this podcast. My older daughters listen mm-hmm. to this podcast and they are yelling at their devices right now at you and how stupid you are because they love this movie. Uh, there's no way. There's well, no, okay. they do. Okay. Well, um, okay. let me tell you something. I just heard them laugh in the living room because they heard me say that and they already know they agree with what I'm saying. Yeah. Have, you, have you ever heard of the term Stockholm Syndrome? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so, Google it at home if you don't know what it is. 
Oh, yeah. speaking um, speaking of at home, I need to reach out to our listeners right now. I am pleading with you. This movie, Forget Paris, it is streaming on HBO Go. It's not if good. You don't have it. What? It's not good. Yes, it is. It's not. Go sign up. You can get your free month or whatever or sign up. Go watch this movie and email these guys and let them know how wrong they are in their opinions. Well, miseducation of bill at gmail.com. Well, wait, we, we haven't gotten, you don't know where I'm going to rank this yet. I know you didn't like it. <laughs> How do you know? I'm just passionate about it. Yeah. Here's, there's here's the, there's okay, so let's... many problems with this movie. I think oh. it, the problems are distracting. Um, the, the NBA montages are way too long. Yeah. And there's no reason to have them in the movie. It's like they we get it. Story forward, not at all. We get it. I He's was, a referee. I was a super big NBA fan in the nineties, and That's, those guys were like heroes. Yeah, it has nothing to do with the movie, the, and they're not in the movie enough to care about. Well, Ryan just said it was super long. The yeah. four, no, the, the four or five superstars that are in it, and a bunch of people that nobody remembers because they aren't actually real NBA players are in it. How many Supersonics were actually Supersonics that movie? I don't think there were any. I think they were all just actors with made up names. Well, Supersonics don't even exist. So. Did I see Gary Payton? I, no. I thought I did. I don't Maybe think I he was in there. I was watching, like, every time there was Supersonics on, it was, like, random names. Guys that were way too fat to be NBA players. Even fatter than Charles Barkley. Yeah. Um, cool. Now we're resorting to body shaming. <laughs> <laughs> when you say that these movies, or you say that that's too long, um, I'm, I I just mean that the guys, the basketball players serve no role either. The scenes of them, I don't need to watch guys play basketball when I'm not watching a basketball game. I don't need long that. I, if the guys had been funnier, maybe, but the guys weren't doing anything. They were actually playing basketball the whole time. So you're saying you don't appreciate scenes in a movie that don't advance the story or the plot? No, I'm saying that, that those, <laughs> those didn't advance the plot at all. And there was no need for them. And they weren't fun. Because it's, it's, I don't need to watch sports during a movie unless it's about sports. So, okay, real quick, and, and I'm not going to dwell on this uh, yet, but I'm just going to bring it up because you just talked about how everyone should go back and watch it. And I know we've talked a lot about Rotten Tomatoes. And I did a little digging today. And I just wanted to say that according to days or, um, Days of Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I was looking at Days of Confused last time. Um, out of all the movies we've watched on the Clemometer, this is the worst Rotten Tomatoes movie that there is. Yeah, because you're choosing movies that that's this is the whole I, I'm choosing whole good movies. premise. No, no, you're not. You're choosing movies that people have decided are good because they're old and classic and nostalgic that are not better, but they're Rotten Tomatoes is the worst. The Clemometer is way better than Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, so this so this movie from 1994 <laughs> has no bearing on it being older. It's nope. Death. Almost 30 years old. And it's so it's totally fine. So, yeah. The, the people that are reviewing Forget Paris on Rotten Tomatoes are watching it for the first time and they're loving it. And because this was your argument before, right? Old movies, yeah. they have to be watching it now. So mm -hmm. by your own admission, this movie does not hold up. It isn't as good. It people are watching it. I don't it admit again. that. No, I don't think that at all. Well, okay. but your logic for all the other movies was, well, 
this can't be from their first viewing. It has to be from their nostalgia because they couldn't have rated this movie when they watched it the first time. Because Yet, Terminator Terminator is not the perfect movie and doesn't deserve 100% of Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, but is it 96, 97 in real life? Where's no, the, it's where's, 55. Where's the gap <laughs> between Forget Paris at 50%, like, take it or leave it? I get it. No, and and I get it, but... It's because it's not, there's no nostalgia or classic, you know, it's, it wasn't made by, you know, Steven Spielberg or, you know, Henry Kubik or whatever. Yeah, that's his name. Henry Kubik. (laughs) So you're saying Billy Crystal isn't in that league. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying, I'm, yeah, I'm saying Billy Crystal as a director is not. Some famous director where, yeah, people are going to go, oh, he's a genius behind the camera. Yes, I'm admitting that, but that doesn't mean that this movie isn't good. Is he a good, is he a good script writer? No. Is he a good actor? Not really. Is he a good director? No. How does that add up? Not great. I like it. Okay. I like it. Let's, okay, I got another one for you. Last week, we talked about Mean Girls. Yeah. And you were complaining about that was, how. That was last week? It seems so soon. Right? <laughs> you were like talking about yesterday. how old Rachel McAdams was. Yeah. So can we not, can we pretend, can we, I don't even, can't, don't even know how to say this to you. At what point do I have to stop suspending disbelief that these guys matter with their, uh, that dude from my girl having a baby and Billy Crystal trying to have a baby when they're 48 years old in the movie. These guys are 48 years old and they are, oh, uh, they, they act like they're young bucks hanging yeah, out, they're, partying. They're, uh, they're, yeah. they're almost 50. Eligible bachelors just yeah. kicking around. Who, who are these guys hanging out with each other that act like. So your, your point is that 48 year olds can't try to have kids. I know I, this movie, <laughs> they are acting this bachelor pad mentality, this, oh, I'm cool. This is what I do. This is how I live my life. And then. And, and, and also not just Billy Crystal, all his friends are that, like, it's not like they're all these old guys. You, you don't know any guys that are, that are 40 and single and like to hang out on the weekend. Oh, wait, wait. Well, you said 40. Let's talk about, <laughs> that's a long time. Still. That's, that's oh, pretty, okay. That's okay. getting up there. So let's okay. talk about 48, how old they were. Yeah. Billy Crystal's not a eligible bachelor. He's no young buck. Like he acts like he is in that movie. Yeah, but in seven years, are you going to all of a sudden be like, oh, I want to be home by seven o'clock every night? It's eight years. And mm, we'll see. Um, <laughs> no, but that's not what he's trying to do. He's acting. They are treating him in that movie as he's pretending that he's 35 years old. Okay. And he's not at all. That guy is old. And then his friends are also acting like they're young and they are also not young. It's stupid. And you're just complaining how Rachel McAdams is too old to be a high school student. Those guys are too old to be playing eligible bachelors. But you didn't have a problem with that. So why do you have a problem with this? It's just because you're jaded against this movie because you didn't like it. No, I didn't not have I didn't not have a problem with Rachel with Rachel McAdams being older. I just said that if she's playing a high school student and Amy Poehler's playing her mom, that's okay. Just because you you were fine with that. No, I wasn't. Yeah, I, no, okay. no, no, no. You said you said that it was stupid that Amy Poehler was. Playing. I said it was dumb that they were seven years apart and playing mother and daughter. Right. That's different because they, they were playing a young person and an old person. 
in this movie, these are old men acting like they're young. And so you're not, saying because he's 48 and pretending to be 38. Well, they never no. The thing is, they never say it. There's no right. point when they say right. I'm because because how old could he be? He could be 40, plausibly, realistically, reasonably, maybe, barely. Sure. But he's not. He's almost 50. How old is Amy Poehler's character in Mean Girls supposed to be? 38. 38 with a. Yeah. And how old is Rachel Adams' character supposed to be? Her daughter. 16. 17. 18. Yeah. 18. So we're fine with a 25-year-old playing 18, 32-year-old playing 38, which would have made her 19 when she had her, which whatever, that's fine. And then we're also Mm -hmm. fine with Amy Poehler's 38-year-old character being the like mom that wants to drink with the kids and dance with the kids and be the cool mom and hang out. Because in the movie, they distinguish that Amy Adams was the mother. I don't think Amy Adams was in You know, whoever I'm talking about. Rachel McAdams. (laughs) Welcome to the uh, Three Guys That Don't Know Shit podcast. Rachel McAdams was the, she is, I'm a high school student. So that's where you can suspend your disbelief in saying this person is a high school student, not this androgynous person of however old they are when you know they're old as shit and they're trying to pretend like they're a young, (laughs) eligible bachelor. There's no- Were you- if, if you know what about yes, what if, about Ben Affleck being in high school in days if, if he would have if Billy Crystal <laughs> would have had a birthday if that would have been his birthday party at that restaurant and he was 35 fine I'll do it but they never did that they just let you go oh this old dude he's probably doing this and it's totally fine he's almost as old as her dad in that movie <laughs> but her dad's playing a much older character yeah, right. And so that's okay, right? So that's how we accept You're fine it. with it? I'm fine with him playing old man because you know that he's a crazy old man. Right. Billy yeah. Crystal is floating through life. You with want it? Nothing. You got it. Toyota. Yeah, Toyota. That was funny, right, Ryan? No. It's funny. It was annoying. He's quoting it. You're Not sitting there quoting it. Yeah, because we yeah. heard it. Oh, man. Because it was burned into my brain. Yeah, it's it wasn't, it wasn't funny. He, that guy... I've seen that guy in two movies. I've seen him in that and Christmas Vacation. And he has like two funny jokes in Christmas Vacation. And they're way funnier than they are in uh, Forget This Movie. <laughs> and okay, and also, it's not worth it. We, we need to take a break and then come back and look at the clemometer. Or I'm going to set my computer on fire. And <laughs> this is going to be the final episode of this podcast. All um, right. Well, um... you know what? I, I will agree to take a break, but I don't know if we're going right to the kilometer yet. We got some time here. We got some more things to discuss. Yeah, we. All right. Uh, we're going right. to go take a quick commercial break. Please uh, listen to our sponsors, buy some nuts, get your hair cut, do whatever you need to do, and we'll be back. Check out. Shit, I forgot what it's called. It's in Portland. It's the hair place. Um, man, they've been sponsoring us for two years. What's it called? Um, uh, it's called Hairpin Salon. That's what it's called. Yeah. Check out Hairpin Salon in Portland. Google it. We got to start this thing right now because I got to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're back. Uh, I don't know how much more of this I could take. <laughs> Uh, Bill is. Is this how you guys feel every week? (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. I'm so angry. 
So, uh, during that little break, uh, we all had a little refreshments, uh, you know, had a chance to think. And one of the things I didn't cover previously was the fact that Billy Crystal wrote into the movie that his character, when despondent because his love of his life is no longer with him, just ran through a whole bunch of NBA cheerleaders. Like, that yeah, was something yeah, that was going to yeah. happen. Like, Laker girls are just like, oh, oh yeah. you're so hit hot. Me up, gotta, hit me yeah, up, short Jewish man who's skinny Ugh. with a receding hairline. I want a piece of that. Yeah, those 17, 18-year-old girls cheerleaders. Yeah. yeah. Ready for that 48-year-old man. <laughs> Go yeah. for it. Yeah. That uh, was... Like, like, okay, the epitome... Okay. When someone, but part of that, like, joke, don't you think some of that is self-effacing and that he's doing that ironically and that that's funny? No, no, because he never, because the only time in that movie, he didn't try to make some stupid joke was during those parts of the movie. It was just like, this is just how the story goes. He didn't even be like (laughs) me or he didn't do nothing, did nothing. It was the worst here's the thing and you're also getting a little ghetto in your <laughs> when you, your shelton is showing when you talk about women in a when you try to talk i about, don't uh <laughs> you know when in the 90s when we were talking about a uh supermodel who did we say cindy crawford exactly when people talk about a group of hot girls who do we talk about laker girls or yeah. Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders, right? right? Yeah, or and then playmates, who, right? Like, yeah, and then yeah. In 1995, who else did we talk about as like a male sex symbol? Billy Crystal. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Nailed it. You know that is a thing I hear about basketball referees, though. They really, you know, yeah. they clean up the trim. They, get- <laughs> they really rake oh, it in. Come on. They make that controversial call, and then they're just like, yeah. Yeah, Laker girls are just. You know what I. You know what I do like about cheerleaders is that they are big fans of how you coach or ref a football or basketball game. You know, I think. I think some of that. I I agree that that is a silly part of the movie. Uh-huh. Okay, I'm not. I, I'm not going to defend that part of the movie. Mm-hmm. But I do think, like Billy Crystal was a incredibly well-known celebrity at the time. Sure. In that's, which is, Billy which is why, was. Right? That, that's why he got to make this terrible movie because he had all right. the money and all well, the Okay. It wasn't see, terrible. It was terrible. Right. Okay. So <laughs> that's right, how I felt but, about it too. But what you just movie. said, like, like he's got all the money and he's got all the status and he can do whatever he wants. Right. And your point is he can do whatever he wants. So he got to like run amok on this film, right? Direct, whatever. Sure. Right. Do you think that that, like, there are all sorts of women everywhere he went in the 90s that are throwing themselves at him? Sure. Don't you think that, don't you think that that yeah. changes the perspective of Billy they, Crystal, they, that, the actor? Yes, yes, there, no. there is not, a, yes. Not the fucking basketball referee. He, just because if, okay, if that's true, then he's a terrible person. If you can't dis- if you can't write a movie and distinguish fiction from reality, there's something wrong. You're a sociopath. And I also don't think Billy Crystal was running around with people just throwing themselves at him because he was on Saturday Night Live. I've met I've met people from Saturday Night Live before, and they're just normal people. You know, I know Billy Crystal was famous, but this is not 
That's not how the world always is. Not all those guys are just like hounds constantly. <laughs> Bill's about to throw the microphone away. Mm. Mm. Okay, so here's okay. Here's, let's talk about let's talk some more about 1995. Let's let's move away from the movie for a second wait, so I can cool down. Let, let me let me let me give you something. Here's some interesting. I'm gonna give you a little basis before we get to back in 1995 when Billy Crystal was the talk of the town. Um, the cock of the block. I just I, I looked on Wikipedia just now to just kind of get. I want to feel like one of us is right. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm going to say that I don't think we're going to say any of us are because, okay, there's three, there's under the um, reception category is Rotten Tomatoes. This film has a 50% based on 34 reviews. Okay. Huh. 34 reviews? Yeah. Because, yeah. So, yeah. So it's yeah. like very, very small sample size. Sure. Um, audiences surveyed the like. We we can get thirty four reviews on our podcast, <laughs> almost not we, quite. We on haven't a good, yet. on a good week. On a good week, uh, click click and subscribe. Yes, uh, there wasn't enough romance or comedy to fill a feature worth remembering, which is exactly how I feel. Okay, but now let's go to a right because you're the Rotten Tomatoes guy, right? Let's whatever to- whatever they say. That's what you think. No, that's not what I think. This I, I don't agree with Rotten Tomatoes mostly, especially when it comes to. Uh, comedies and rom-coms they just because they they didn't get this one right not at all they're not even close on this one yeah they're way too low so um <laughs> but here i'm gonna give you one here roger ebert heard of him bill i have yeah all right he gave this movie three and a half out of four stars and he says by all rights this movie should be a pale imitation of its betters but sometimes lightning does strike twice and yeah. this this is a wonderful film filled with romantic moments that ring true and with great big laughs well listen to roger ebert the foremost critic of film in the 90s now uh owen gleberman of entertainment weekly who also oh yeah cuz we all know gleberman real well we all know entertainment weekly <laughs> is a pretty reputable entertainment magazine mm-hmm. they gave it a c minus and this is i feel like a great comment for my side of the argument is a romantic comedy made up entirely of yuppie signifiers mm. forget paris bounces along with bright cheery profic- proficiency and there are a few laughs in it but it's kind of skin crawling comedy in which the cliches are used to convey meaningful experiences because it's, it's terrible. It's so bad. <laughs> anyway, okay. Okay, so you want to talk about Mr. Billy Crystal walking down the street and Laker girls falling all over him everywhere he went. He couldn't turn a corner without someone wanting to go on a date with him. Okay, that's not what I want to talk about, but let's see where you're well, going with this. So <laughs> let's talk about what was happening in 1995. Okay. What was the number one movie, do you think? Do you think it was Forget Paris? No, obviously not. It's this no. uh, little, little known side project. Um, Welcome to three guys that don't know anything. There's so many movies came out in 1995 that are 50 times better than this movie we just watched. Some of the popular movies that came out that year, Batman Forever, Casino, Friday, 
Wait, I, you know what? I'm going to read you a few of these popular movies. Why don't you tell me which ones you have seen? Sound good? Okay. Sure. Right. Batman Forever. Uh, is that the one with Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze? And uh, Jim Carrey? No, it's the one with um, Samuel Jackson and Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey's I mean, that, why did he say on Jackson again? I have something going on with that. That was <laughs> last week, last week and this week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I met Tommy Lee Jones and the Riddler. Okay, sure. Yeah, I've seen that one. All right. Casino. Yes. Powder. Yes. Friday. Uh no. Twelve oh, Monkeys. On the list. Yes. I love Twelve Monkeys. The American President. Yes. The Quick and the Dead. Uh yeah. I think we yeah. talked about how I like that one. Sure did. Seven. No. Um, the Net. Uh, Sandra Bullock, internet movie. Yes. Yep. Yes. Saw it. Heat. Look at me. Look at me seeing stuff. And uh, this is a good, good point. Heat. Maybe. I'll put that on the list, right? Yeah, we got to do that one. Clueless. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I've seen it. And Empire Records. Um. Yeah, I like Empire Records. I've seen <laughs> right. I've seen almost all of those. Yeah. I watched a and lot of movies in 95. How many of those movies are worse than Forget Paris? Oh. Uh, the answer is none. No. Yes. I don't know about that. <laughs> Other things that happened in 1995. Uh, Cheryl Crow won a Grammy for All I Want to Do. George is not watch Forget oh. Paris. <laughs> That's all I want to do. Also in 1995, Apollo 13, Toy Story, Pocahontas, Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls. <laughs> Ooh, the best uh, die, die Hard with a Vengeance, Congo, Get Shorty, Dumb and Dumber, <laughs> Outbreak, Braveheart. There were a lot of movies that year. There were a lot of good movies that year. But um, at least one really bad one. Yeah. We know which one that is. Let's, let's talk about, because Rick's defense for Pee-wee's Big Adventure was that it made more money than a bunch of other films that year. This one mm-hmm. didn't make very much and money. It didn't no. make that very much money. But let's look at a few movies that did worse at the box office in 1995. Here's movies that did worse than Forget Paris. Tommy Boy. Wait, how much made Tommy Boy make? Uh, Tommy Boy made $32 million. Okay, so there are a million. And Forget Paris made 33 Okay. Uh, Heat. Powder. Uh Forrest Gump. <laughs> this is this can't be right. Yes, it is. <laughs> For, Forrest Gump grossed thirty million. Uh, um, well, you have to look. Are you looking at just international? I mean, I'm just domestic. 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 Yeah. Okay, well, let's look at international on both of those. Well, hang on. Let's let's Billy Madison, uh, Desperado, Dead named- pres- Dead Presidents. Okay, so you've named like two or three the- in- independent movies. The Usual Suspects, mm-hmm. um, The Quick and the Dead made half of what Forget Paris did. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jury Duty, I know you guys talked about that one. <laughs> Being something you like. <laughs> no, we, no, we didn't. The Lion King? How did that make less? You're looking yeah, at your something. List you're, you're, you got something. Yeah. Your list is completely wrong. I'm looking at the gross on a box office mojo. And it's saying Shawshank. That, Shawshank Redemption. Is it in that Forrest year? Forrest Gump. 
Forrest, Forrest Gump domestically made $330 million. What am I looking at? Is, I don't is, know. Are you looking at net? It says gross. No. That doesn't make any sense. The original release domestic was $329,694,499. It made $70 million in Japan. <laughs> sure. I'm talking about domestic. No, no. I'm saying it made, it says, well, that's, well, that says lifetime gross. Yeah. I'm talking about this 1995. Says, is, domestic no, box office for 1995. Well, it came out in 1994. So there's that. Okay. <laughs> well, I was looking at 95. Well, in, well so, so it made as much. Listed 90, on there. It made as much a year later. Oh, yeah. I see. Your shitty movie did. <laughs> no, but you said Forget Paris came out in 94, didn't you? It came out ninety. It came out ninety five. Ninety five, and that's where Paris did. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. Okay. So those. Yeah, Lion King and Forrest Gump were top grossing in ninety four, and in ninety five they made less than Forget Paris. Got it. I've got it sorted by total gross that it made the whole time now. Yeah, we don't. Let's let's. We don't need. We don't. We don't have it figured out. We can't jump into it now, right? We'll yeah. just have to start doing that. No, this well, your argument episode. <laughs> but I, it's a, it's an important point. I think. Why? Because you made such a big deal about it about Pee Wee. No, I didn't make a big. I I said that it you made, made a, a big lot deal of money. about it making money. Yes. Okay. And, well, you and, know what? And Instead, how, where it ranked on how much money it made. And I'm telling you, like, forget Paris made okay. more money lifetime in the theaters than Tommy Boy did leaving so, Las Vegas. Um, you know, the Shawshank Redemption, Friday. Okay, uh, it wasn't the um, Billy Madison. Well, I'm just saying you you would say that those movies are good, and then your argument for what makes a movie good with Pee Wee was that it no, made more money than other movies. No, I didn't say that movie was good because of that. I said that that's another thing because you said who would watch this, and I said a lot of people. Look how much money it made. Okay, so a lot of people would watch Forget Paris. Yeah, they and in would. Fact, they and, watched- they, and they would leave despondent and unhappy. <laughs> like they didn't do at their 85% Rotten Tomato score on Pee Wee instead of their 50% Rotten Tomato score on Forget Paris. Because no one's going to come across Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure on HBO that's never heard of it and be like, oh, I'm going to give this a watch, Right. People are going to do that with Forget Paris, and some of them are going to like it, and some of them aren't. The only yeah. people reviewing Pee Wee are already fans, so those numbers don't count. Okay, so what what numbers do count? My numbers. <laughs> okay, perfect. The clumometer, right. and this goes in the episode, Ryan. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I did. Uh, I, no. So let's. I did find some uh, some pretty kind of pivotal events that happened in '95. That uh, okay. we might want to talk about. Um, Oklahoma City bombing was in '95. Forget Paris bombing in 1995. <laughs> um, Michael Flatley started Riverdance in 1995. Cultural touchstone there. The Lord of the Dance. Lord of the Dance. Is he? Is they gonna put him in dancing jail? <laughs> Because his bad dancing? Yeah. Good job, Billy Crystal. That's the kind of joke he would have made in that movie. Yeah, it didn't have the highbrow and wit of Pee Wee. (laughs) 
Yeah, Michael you're right. Jordan it didn't. Michael- if, if Billy Crystal, if Billy Crystal had said, "I'm going to go to jail for ripping a tag off of a pillow," you'd shit all over it. But when no, so, no, when they say it no. in Pee-wee, you think it's the funniest thing anyone ever wrote. No, it would. I don't think it's the funniest thing anyone ever wrote. But that would have been funny. If I, I don't think that it, I don't hate Billy Crystal. If he makes a funny joke, I'll laugh at it. But he didn't do that in this movie. Oh, you're, so you're telling me that you sit down, like you said, and you belly laugh at that movie constantly. Three or four you're times. Just, I'm, not, I'm not, not beginning to end. Oh, my sides are, I have a stitch in my side. It's so, and so I'm not. I'm not saying like, that this movie ranks high solely because you're of missing, humor. You're missing jokes because you're laughing so hard at the last one. You can't even breathe, right? That's what we're getting on this. This is an 85. This movie is I hate better. you and I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is better than the Blues Brothers and the Good and the Bad. Yes, Dogs. this movie yeah. is so much better Christmas than the story. Blues Brothers. And I cannot <sighs> even express how much better this movie is than the Blues Brothers. Oh, my God. Its story makes more sense. It is funnier. No. It has, yes, it has a plot to it it has it's fun it's it moves quickly it's, not, it's enjoyable it, it's oh, not, it was so slow it was so slow it drug on it even i'm in, done i i cannot do this anymore even we in have, the restaurant we, if we have to fill more time it has to be talking about something else because i am so angry i'm going to break my laptop <laughs> if you say another effing word about this movie as this movie progressed, you talk about, oh, it just fast paced and gets going and gets through the story. Even in that. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Even in the movie, the woman that's listening to the story is like, oh, Bill, good. It's over. Bill and it's has, never over. Bill has rage quit. He has taken his headphones off. Uh, we may have to pivot to another part of the no i have i have to make this point okay make your point well i can't because he has to be on here no he's he he's can't protesting quit. he can't he can't he's protest. protesting yes <laughs> can you believe that this is the movie he wants to do this about like oh it's crazy like it doesn't make any sense how this is the one that he's gonna say i'm not gonna listen to you guys talking anymore bill Listen to this. Okay. You're telling me that this movie is fast paced and gets going all the time. When even in the movie, the woman that's being told the story is like, oh, good. It's over now. And I can stop thinking about it because <laughs> that's not how it ends. It happens four different times. Oh, I'm saying it's fun and enjoyable and moves at a good pace. I felt like I think halfway I think through, I was like, I wish thing. it was over. I think that's the same thing Roger Ebert said about it. <laughs> He didn't say it was fast paced. Because what did no he way. say? Read it again. Okay, I will. He said, it "Okay, was like, do it." He, he said it was good and it was enjoyable. Yeah, a fun yeah, romp. Like, Is that what he said? A fun romp. Probably. He didn't say it was fast. Well, I'm not saying it's like, oh, I wish there was more of it. I'm saying it was. You're not. I'm not. Up, you know, bored during it. I'm not looking for something else to do. I'm not wishing it would move quicker. But but here's what I'll say. I get that this movie isn't for everyone. Right? Okay. I, I, I get right. it. And I'm one of those people. Sure. Mm-hmm. And that and that's totally fine. 
But what, what frustrates me is you trying to act like this movie is objectively bad and some of the other things that we have discussed are objectively good. I think what we're, there, there are certain things that appeal to different demographics and it's okay not to make the perfect movie, right? Sure. It's, it's okay to make dazed and confused and just reach the kids who that was their high school experience. It's okay to make mean girls and, and it doesn't, it doesn't appeal to 40 year old men as much as it does to <laughs> high school girls we discovered last week. Right. Um, it's not okay to make peewee, but it's, it's okay to make some of these films that not everyone is going to love, but, but this movie I really enjoy. I think it has some great parts to it. I think it does have romance. I think it does have comedy. And I understand that you didn't like it. I just am frustrated that you are acting like it's objectively bad. And it is not. Because, okay. And so here's where I'm going to stand on that. You talk about movies like Dazed and Confused and Mean Girls. And I feel like those movies at least tried to get a point across to a certain demographic of people. This movie, Daisy Confused, didn't try to get any point across. It you talk, you just talked about how it okay, it appeals to a certain demographic. Okay, sure. This movie that we watched, this movie that we watched, is a rom com that appeals to people that like rom coms, but it fell flat as rom coms go. I can name any rom com, and I would, it's more enjoyable than this one. No, I've seen, I've seen rom coms that are way worse than this. Like n- just name one for just for fun. Fever pitch. Oh, I bet. Uh, I think that's better. That's that one with Jimmy <laughs> Fallon and Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. You, you didn't like that? It had, it had all those weird baseball things in it and stuff. You, that's you the kind gonna, of thing you like. You were, right. And you were going to say anything <laughs> that I said was good. <laughs> that's true. I didn't. I Home didn't do fries. That. Wait. Oh. Let's just let's just name all of Drew Barrymore's movies. <laughs> right. Don't have Adam Sandler. You know what's funny is uh, I know someone who Home Fries is their most hated movie. <laughs> yeah, I I hated it. <laughs> right. All right. Well, so, I think boys. <sighs> I don't. Wait, well, oh, real, wait, real quick. Sorry, I have to jump <laughs> in here. Um, I just had to. I just wanted to look and see what Roger Ebert thought of Pee Wee's Big Adventure because yeah. this is the end all be all, right? It's Roger Ebert. He's the guy. <laughs> That's what we oh, decided. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> Now, this is going to be an interesting topic, I think. Roger Ebert never officially reviewed Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Because he but, couldn't sit through it. But in 1987, it topped his list of guilty pleasures. He'd mentioned in his review of Big Top Pee-wee that it was not as magical as the first one. So he thought that Pee-wee's Big Adventure was magical, and it topped his list of guilty pleasures of 1987. Okay. So I mean... I don't know if that's three and a half out of four stars, but well, it was three out of four, not three and a half. No, and you said three and a half out of four for well, Paris. I mean, I feel like if it tops your list, it's four out of four. <laughs> no, but it didn't. It didn't top his list hey, of movies. It he's not his alive. List of guilty pleasures. He's not alive. We can't ask him. So agree okay, what what did what did Geo Gorgonzola of Entertainment Weekly say about <laughs> Pee Wee's Big Adventure? Let's find that's out. That's a very racist <laughs> Italian name. <laughs> Gio Gorgonzola. Sorry, what was, what was his name? Pepe just, Fettuccini. 
<laughs> I just made us lose another demographic. <laughs> That's okay. We didn't have any Italian listeners, so. Not after those spaghetti western comments. <laughs> That's a very insulting a joke. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I think it's time to bring out the other meters that we have. <laughs> the white meter? No, no, <laughs> not that one. That one doesn't exist. Um. Well, Ryan, I think that you might as well go first on your meter. Let's We're... just, you know what? Okay, I have a question about the clamometer. Should we bring out the clamometer? You know, bring it out. Yeah, bring it out. Let's talk about it. Just bring it out. Whip it out here. We should probably get to the clamometer. Oh, yeah. I think we're going to keep it. <laughs> unique New York. Unique New York. Let's make this whole thing the drop. Just a bunch of shit cut together. I almost did a spit take. I don't know why the clamometer sounds like bongo drum. <laughs> Come on. This whole thing went sideways real quick. Yeah, kilometer and, uh, I mean, clamometer. <laughs> oh, my God. I said kilometer. Okay. All right, we did it. Okay, so... Bill, are you able to collect your thoughts enough to talk about the kilometer? No, my soul is crushed, and I'm inside. Bill, can we make up? (laughs) Do you want to play after the kilometer score? Fine. (laughs) We'll have a counseling session. Okay. Um, I, you know, and I want to preface all of this and post if this, like, because we've already... I I can't preface something we already did, but... post you and I had a nice, postscript. Nice, nice wordplay. <laughs> Thank you. P.S. Um, I really did want to like this movie because I thought it would be fun to like this movie. Um, I, I'm hesitant to ask for another movie from you, <laughs> but I will let you do it again at some point. It's not gonna. It's not gonna be right away. I have to do some healing and uh, come back to it with fresh. Fresh legs again. Well, and, but, uh, and we, yeah, and and all I'm saying is, you guys might want to wait a week or two before you recommend something that's near and dear to your heart. <laughs> well, we've got a little bit of a, a listener cue going here, so maybe we'll 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 spread it out with something that the fans want to hear, and then that'll kind of smooth over. It'll put a solve on the little wounds that we have here. And, kind of smooth everything over and we can get back to the real uh yeah. shitting on other people's favorite movies <laughs> you know yeah. last last yeah. week last week's mean girls you know for a listener suggestion it's the well if we don't count forget paris it's the fourth highest rated movie on the kilometer yeah <laughs> to that you know, point it was yeah good suggestion. well and what's funny is if you take like our average scores it's probably one of the higher ones too yeah <laughs> right like so well and it's definitely the one that all of our ratings were the closest to that we we agreed the most about where it fit right except for it it but it i think that my but my scale that number i gave it is lower than you actually rated higher than i probably would based on your scale I would not. Sure, I would. I would not rate this movie higher. I would not rate this movie the same half a degree from Goodfellas. <laughs> no, no, but but what you have to do is you have to you have to look at everything that I rated and add twenty to it, and then compare it to where you'd rank me. <laughs> right, right, right. So you have to compare where you'd rank. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I think that we need to decide how. Wait, we're gonna- do you guys? 
Go ahead. Do you guys want me to tell you? Do you guys know what your ratings are for this? What your yes. rankings are? Yeah. Yes. Where you would put it? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Do you want me to tell you my predictions from last week of where yes. I thought you? I think would that's good. Rank yeah. These let's do movies? it. Okay, because we're we're turning this on its on its head a little bit. Yeah. So, um, I applied the bill rule <laughs> to Rick. And then because I had to convert from Celsius to Fahrenheit, I doubled it. <laughs> Wait, real so, quick, before you, before you give me your answer, uh, yeah. I, I want to hear something. Um, I don't want to go through all these, but where do you think that I would put Terminator 2? Well, I think, I think you put it pretty high. Um, I think you probably put it at an 85. Okay. Okay. That, I'm just, I'm just looking at your highest and what you think my highest is and where it's just kind of in relation right. to this judgment. Okay. And where do you think Ryan right. would put Terminator two? Would you, would you say of all the movies we've watched the Terminator two is the best? No. Well, it, so this is where I run into problems. So, well, okay. The highest rated here. This is, I think going to help um, you bill. This is going to make you feel better about no what we've, it's not what we've just gone through we've we went through some troubles here we've had some bumpy in the, in the 20 years i've known you very little that you've ever said has made me feel better uh, um i'm i'm envious that you're able to rank these movies on the same scale <laughs> i can't bring myself to do that um i it's really hard for me to put a, yeah it's not an easy thing to put a 90s action movie next to goodfellas and and then say one's better than the other especially one's way better than the other when i know that one is the other one's better probably by see and that's in movie making but i think that's where that whole nostalgia and category thing like like you've got to throw that away and just go what was my experience well but you do but you also have to think is what what is your experience because when i watch goodfellas and i say Man, that was great. And you went through a whole thing, ups and downs. You watch these characters, you know, you enjoyed it. You watch what happened. You felt good. Then, you Man, I couldn't tell if you were talking about Goodfellas or Forget Paris. Just then. <laughs> then you watch, oh, it was definitely Goodfellas. Then you watch Terminator 2 and you're like, man, that was fun with all the shooting and action. But it's not the same feeling. Right. So – it's not just based on nostalgia. It's a different kind of movie. You know, sure, it's like yeah. it's like it's like if you watch something it. funny. It's like if you watch something really funny and then you watch Forget Paris. It's not the same feeling <laughs> at all. <laughs> I hate you. Okay, so I took my rating of Forget Paris and I subtracted forty. <laughs> oh, doubled it up. Because of yep. two people shitting on your movie. And I thought that Rick would put this movie at forty-five. Where I put Dazed and Confused. Um, and Ryan, I thought, would be a little more balanced, a little more fair. That he would not be able to completely discard this movie because <laughs> it has some great moments. And so I thought Ryan would put it at a 61. 61 again. Yeah, yeah. So those were my predictions. <clears throat> It's a very comfortable well, temperature. Why don't we go to Ryan first? Yeah, I think have an aneurysm. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, going through this movie, I just watched it like right prior to recording this podcast, and 
Um, I've been thinking this whole time, uh, talking through it, of what I kind of think really where it needs to be and where it stacks up with the kilometer, and I, I really think it's kind of a 57 for me. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. And, and a 57, huh? So, Ryan, where so do you, you think it's a little lower than Mean Girls? Yes. And you think it's six degrees higher than Bill thinks Blues Brothers is? Well, that's a dumb... Where is Blues Brothers on your list, Ryan? It's one of his favorites. Oh, it's... Yeah, it's like 90. That's it. Yeah, that's his... Yeah, okay, good. All right, cool. Yeah. So... I was blues blues brothers is to Ryan as forget Paris is to bill. (laughs) So during this podcast, I changed, I did change my ranking. Oh, (laughs) was it during this podcast or (laughs) is it because you got angry and decided to drop it down further (laughs) to piss me off more? Well, not exactly. (laughs) Yeah. We need both ranking. (laughs) So, I would. I was trying to think about this going forward. That we're going to have to have our own little meters here, right? So I'm going to yeah. have to set some for Ryan. Guys, something for yeah. me because for these these Clem requests, you know, they're going to be a long time till we fill it up. But we got to have, you know, you got to have a good high number. I you think it's have- at some point what we also need to do is say, hey, this was season one, and clear the kilometer except for like the top, the bottom, and the middle. Perhaps. Yeah. It's going to get too crowded. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, but in my, so, but ours will be fine for a while. And so I just think I need to have a, you know, a high water mark. I need about a 50 degrees. You know, I need a hundred to 50 and a zero, right. Or a one. And so you had a one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, I was looking at these movies. This is just vengeance for Pee Wee. It's not though. It's not vengeance. I I did not. I no matter. I know it feels like forget Paris Judgment Day. <laughs> I know it feels like I came out of this movie pretty hard, and I did. But I I just very much disliked it. Like I also want to go back and tell you one more thing about besides rom coms. I also have this thing about movies that maybe you don't know. It's really I like. I like most movies. I don't dislike a lot of movies. Like I can always find something I'm like, Oh, that's fine. You know, I don't, I'm not, I don't hate movies. That being said, <laughs> um, I had this movie at a ranking and then Bill came in last week with his, uh, 59.5%. Yes. For me. Degrees. Degrees. Yeah, Sorry. I had, man, I, I had degrees all day and then I forgot it this time. Um, so, so we found out we could do half degrees on these. Mm. <laughs> you asshole. So <laughs> I was going to rank this movie at a one degree, but I've decided the baseline is going to be 0.5 degrees. You, you're, oh. So I have my base because you're, because you're ridiculous. I, I want to go back to, I would like, this I, is I, the I, stupidest thing I've ever heard. I want to go back to Bill's point of you have to make room for a movie to be worse. And since this is the first one, I ha- I couldn't make it a zero. So I actually kind of bumped it up a little. You're bit, gonna have a point two five. 
degree. Yeah, I, I figured if he's going to do 0.5, I can do 0.5. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to rank this movie at a 0.5 percent. Uh, what is? See, you can't even get that right. No wonder you don't appreciate <laughs> hey, it's, a good movie. It, it's my meter. I can call it whatever I want. It's not the sure. kilometer. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we're going to put this one at a 0.5 degrees. Uh, just a little bit below how you feel Pee-wee is, I feel that much more I disliked Forget Paris. That is absolutely the worst take you could possibly have on anything. <laughs> I, I saw that. Got it. I got it. Okay, Ryan. Ryan, wait, give us I, some reasonableness. I, wait, here he told us I his score. I already told you my score. <laughs> Oh, what was it? 51. 50, oh, 57. 50, 61. No, it was 50, 57. 57. Yeah, yeah 57. okay, perfect. Perfectly yeah. reasonable. Okay, so we can yeah. forget everything Rick said, and I can go to bed and at least try to sleep tonight. Yeah, I. Um, but I do want to say, going forward, I would still like to have some more movies put on here. But next time... I would prefer you not pick a movie that's punitive in nature. Cause I feel like that's what you did here. <laughs> You're a jerk, but uh, I will still watch another movie that you like. And I will rate it as fairly as I did this one. <clears throat> so I think we went through, like we said, we went through, we went through some stuff here. We really worked it out. I think we're going to have some ups coming up. This, we this can't really was a, a therapy session of an episode of this podcast. I think um, where so. we really aired some stuff out. Um, have you ever seen a movie so bad that you want to rewatch it? <laughs> no, no. I Pee Wee was so bad. I never want to see it again. Man, I I like I don't want to rewatch it alone, but I want to make other people watch this in my presence and see how they react. <laughs> it's like a morbid yeah. curiosity. It's like a train you, wreck, literally. Watch no, you watch them laugh and cry and enjoy themselves. Mm, yeah. Well, okay. Let's 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 do we have to we have to yeah we have to stop now or this is over um in so in the interest of maintaining this podcast for another week we're going to uh wrap it up yeah yeah well let's let's talk about our next movie so i think we should talk about next week's episode and what kind of movie we should watch yeah let's get into i it. feel like i feel like i was really excited last week to watch a comedy and I didn't get to. Yeah, so, not so much. Oh, you're the uh, worst. I would like to recommend a comedy that we spoke about last week that Bill has not seen. Um, Step Brothers. Mm. I think that this movie is going to be interesting. Um, and I'd like Bill, real quick, before we even talk anymore, before we talk about our scores or his scores, whatever we're going to do, I want him to tell us what Step Brothers is about. Okay, so... Step Brothers is um, a comedy with Will Ferrell and um, that other guy that's in a bunch of stuff. Sure. Um, the curly haired guy. I think his name is John. Um, so they are in that movie and they are Step Brothers. So, you know, it's probably... Will Ferrell's dad and John Boy's mom and they get married and I don't I guess I'm confused like it's probably I'm confused as to whether or not they are uh 
pretending to be younger than they are, which obviously they can't be because that would Rick would hate this movie if anyone <laughs> pretended to be a different age than they were. Uh, no, you would but, hate it. You hated it. You hated it in Mean Girls. And you hated it in Forget Paris. Um, no, I, I, no, I just said that you hated oh, it. Let's so not talk about it, it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So they obviously don't get along. I, I think what it is going to end up being is they hate each other. There's lots of like pranks against each other. And what we're going to get is a reverse parent trap. So where they're going to get together and, and and they hate each other, just like those girls in Parent Trap did. And then finally, they get together on the same team and go, wait, all of our pranks and shenanigans towards each other. If we team up, we could split them back up and have them go their separate ways. So I think it is a reverse Parent Trap. Okay. Reverse Parent Trap. I reverse like it. Reverse Parent Trap. Um, all right. I think it's time for us to guess your ranking. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to take off my headset and... For the second time, for the second yeah. time today. Well, the first time was in anger. This time I'm going to do it and just weep. <laughs> Don't punch any holes in any walls while you're gone. <laughs> well, that was an experience. Why is he taking his shirt off? He's, He's upset. Pouring <laughs> seltzer all over himself. That's crazy. He's a crazy um, guy. Okay. Too Ryan, bad we need we, him. We need to talk about stepbrothers. Step Brothers. I um, think I don't think he's gonna like it. I don't either. But like, how is he not gonna like it? Yeah. Uh, it's so funny. It is has he talked about liking any Will Ferrell movies before? Yeah, I think he liked I, well, I think he I know he saw Anchorman, yeah. and I think he said he liked it. I'm not sure. Um Ryan, real quick, where do you put this on your meter? Step Brothers? Yep. That's in the I'm gonna say eighty. Eighty? Yeah. yeah I'll go 80. So that's pretty high. Yeah. It's almost as high as Bill thinks forget Paris is. Oh my god. <laughs> he puts that in eighty five. So anyway. Shut up. It's crazy that he likes it as much as you like stepbrothers. <sighs> um Okay. So you put it in eighty. Yeah. And you put Blues Brothers where? Ninety? Yeah. Okay. Um, so where do you think? I gotta keep track of my own list here. Right? Where do you think Bill's gonna throw it? Um, what are the other comedies? Where we got his other comedies? Bill is brushing his teeth right now. He's got a... (laughs) I mean, we can hear it. Turn your volume down. (laughs) Um, so, do you consider, uh... Well, so do you consider a Christmas story a comedy? Sure. That's 60 something, right? 61? 60, 68. Oh, 68, yeah. And he's got Blues Brothers at 51. Isn't Confused is kind of a comedy. He's got that at 45. Oof. And then he's got Pee Wee at one. one. Yeah. So I think he's going to come in. I think it's going to be the <laughs> one of the higher comedies. I think he'll respond to. Uh, uh, modern comedies a little bit better, so I think he's going to come in at a. I'm oh, gonna... wait, real quick, sorry. He's got Mean Girls at fifty nine and a half. Yeah, yeah. I think he's going to come in in a solid uh, sixty five on this. All right, I got him coming in at sixty nine. Oh, 
mute myself while I'm doing this. Yes, mute yourself, Bill. We can hear you. Um, yeah, I'm coming at 69 degrees, yeah. which would be pretty high. I think I'm wrong. I feel like it would be his second highest movie, and I don't think he was going to like it. I don't know why I did that. Yeah. Why did you do that? <laughs> but I'm going to go for it, right? Well, you picked 65. Yeah. You're also... I know. You're, but, you're saying it's his third highest movie. Yeah, but he's still not going to like it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's where we're at. Let's see what happens next week. Yeah. And he's not paying attention. Oh, there he is. All right. Well, yeah. Hi, guys. Predictions are done. Bill's back. He's put his shirt back on. He's dried off the seltzer he sprayed all over himself. And uh, we're going to we're gonna sign off for the week. Uh, guys, you got anything to say? Parting thoughts? Forget I just, Paris. I just really, really, really need our listeners to engage in the conversation here and redeem me and put Rick in his place. Yeah. Hit us up on Instagram, in our email. Facebook, anywhere you want. We need to talk about it. What are those uh, details there, Ryan? Well, you can find us on Instagram at Miseducation of Bill. Um, we're on Gmail at Miseducation of Bill at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on all of your podcast outlets uh, Apple Music, Amazon, Spotify, Stitcher, anything, anywhere you can find podcasts. We're there. Um, we really appreciate you listening. Uh, please rate and review on uh, any of the podcast platforms that you subscribe to. really helps us out. Uh, additional thanks to our sponsors. Really appreciate them reaching out and uh, helping us out. If you are in the Portland area, go get a haircut at Hairpin. Uh, if you are a snacking enthusiast or you're just hungry, um, please reach out and get some, get some nuts from Craft House. Um, Make sure you mention uh, this podcast, Miseducation of Bill, and they'll give you a special discount. Um, we'd like to also yeah. give a big, a big thing. <laughs> we'd also like to give a big thanks to uh, Wyatt Only and the Wreckage for providing the music for this episode. They've been a big help, uh, really generous with their with their creative works. Um, we're gonna leave with a song from them, and uh, if you like it. Uh, check out the show notes and you can go follow them, download and order all of their stuff. Oh, and listen to the full song. Cause there's a special message at the end. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Or, uh, or not. There, there's Easter eggs throughout this whole episode. So, <laughs> and Hey, don't forget, go, go watch, forget Paris. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Check it well, out. Yeah. Watch it. And, and if you're a follower of, all things meme worthy. Uh, make it like GameStop and make that shit rise for no apparent reason. Watch, watch, forget Paris, and then just put on our Instagram what your rating would be, and we'll read them prepare out loud. Be, prepare to be crushed, Bill. <laughs> to each to each other. <laughs> All right, that's enough. Uh, we'll reach out to you next week. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye.
Stop. 